Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen. Gary Potterfield is still in Sicily, uh, so I'm uh, pleased that Emily Gerdick is filling in for him for a second week. Good morning, Emily. Thanks so much. Good morning, Merritt. Yes, I hope Gary is having a wonderful time um, and I'm excited to fill in for him this week. So uh, getting right to it, I loved your idea for this week's show uh, because we've talked about branding uh, for business and professionals and employees, but we haven't really gotten back to really, I think, the ultimate and personal branding, which is the one-person shop, whether you're an independent contractor, a single-member LLC, or freelancing, uh, or or, or just uh, whatever you call yourself. Uh, you've got to put out a personal brand. What are your thoughts on that? Exactly. So, I'm, I mean, I'm personally invested in this, um, but I, I find this sort of whole freelance gig economy really interesting. Um, from my perspective, I have so many friends uh, who are currently either have, you know, a regular W-2 job they work and then a freelance job they work on the side, or they are taking care of kids, freelancing part-time. I was trying to think of the different industries last night, you know, where I have friends freelancing, aside from public relations, which is obviously, you know, uh, what we discuss. Um, I have friends who are wedding DJs. That's, you know, they freelance. They're either doing it full-time as their own company or on the side. Um, My parents last week met an independent consultant who was an insurance adjuster, Um, who travels around the country after natural disasters and, you know, does this. He comes in, he looks at your roof, he says, here's your check, next person. Um, So I really think there's been such a huge resurgence uh, in this, and it is. It's the fastest growing part of the workforce. Um, So it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. It's Personally, for me, it's it's really, I, I like the freedom of it, um, but it is 55 million Americans freelance. Um, it's 35% of the U.S. workforce, and that's a big chunk of people, and that's a lot of people who need to brand themselves and figure out how to sell both their work and themselves. Right, right. And, uh, you know, uh, differentiating yourself um, is, is definitely a challenge because you want to differentiate yourself for all the right reasons. You know, when we started Vox Optima 13 years ago, it was a very personal brand for me. I mean, our old logo, um, our creative director at the time, Dan Ross, designed that and actually took my lipstick and matched it to Pantone. I mean, oh, that's that funny. that's a personal brand. Yeah, yeah. and I love it, you know, though, because we, it's so you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and... But I, I have, um, I guess, uh, something you and I have in common, and Emily, is both of us have a very um, 
a specific outlook, perspective, and personal look that you kind of you kind of can't miss us. And it's it's either um, really cool or we're just really really gauche. But hey, <laughs> hey but that's not everybody. Not every. Yeah, but that that's exactly. not everybody. Uh, not yeah. not everybody wants not everybody wants to dye their hair red and then go ahead and wear red lipstick. Not everybody wants to have a pair of glasses that matches every pair of shoes. So, yeah. uh, you know, what what are some <laughs> ideas for uh, the, the less flamboyant uh, freelancer? Exactly, and I think um, that makes me laugh because I think about all these industry day events we go to where you look around the room and it is, um, you know, most of the events are mostly men. They're in gray or blue suits with red or blue ties, and then, you know, I'm usually in some floral dress, and, you know, um, I, I know you love to wear your bright red shoes, so it is kind of interesting to see how people kind of brand themselves um, and whether or not they, well, you know, they're, they're fitting in with a specific crowd or if you change how you brand yourself to fit in with the people you're trying to sell to or market to. Um, just kind of looking at freelancing in general, um, it's, you know, it's been called the industrial revolution of our time. And I think there's a lot of different types of freelancers um, and a lot of different ways they build their businesses. Um, I did some quick research, um, and there's, there's 10 types of freelancers, um, but there's a couple that we kind of see kind of over and over again. Um, and one is the, I call it the, there's a couple different personality types. Um, they say, you know, they call it the loner, but really it's a person who kind of works to work by themselves. Um, they don't need to be part of a team. They don't need to be part of a company. They may do work that's a little bit less um, interactive. They may not need to work with a person one-on-one. They may not want to be on the phone all the time. Um, and so they often freelance because they like quiet, more isolated environments, or they like a very specific type of work. Um, there's also the social butterfly, which I think we both probably are. Um, we are, we may not be out on social media 24-7, but I feel like between the two of us and the rest of our company, we're generally out there talking to people all the time. Um, I was talking to someone on the phone yesterday, basically saying I had been on the phone all day. Um, and I think for, you know, a social butterfly, that's, uh, that's a little bit, you know, that's kind of my type of freelancing. Um, there's also well, yeah, if, you, if to- you told me when I was 14 years old that I could make a living <laughs> by um, having a television on and talking on the phone all day, I would have said, oh, my God, sign me up what? right now. And I'm, and I'm just monitoring, you know, Bloomberg and uh, making connections. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it, it's kind of, you know, okay, so for me personally, um, freelancing is great because I have a young son who has some, um, you know, some special needs. So I really need to be able to uh, be nearby for him. I need to be able to be involved in a lot of things at his school. So freelancing gives me the opportunity to do that. Whereas with a traditional nine to five job with a commute, it's a lot harder. And it, you know, for him, it would be a lot tougher. Um, And that's sort of how I kind of stumbled into freelancing was, you know, I needed to make, I wanted to work, but I needed to make this, I needed to make work work for me. And a lot of the women that I'm friends with, um, kind of in my age group with families say the same thing. We wanted work to work for us. Um, so you start freelancing. 
Um, and it's, it's worked out well um, for me and for most of my friends. It's, it's been a good choice. So. Well, um, and, you know, that, that's have, funny, though. But, you know, you, you, did, uh, you go ahead. Oh, um, I was just going to go through a couple other different types of freelancers they talk about, but it's fine. Um, there's, you know, no, keep a going. Couple other keep going. Take us, into, take us into break. Okay. A couple other different types they talk about. Um, a person who's an empire builder who may be a little bit more of an entrepreneurial type who wants to say, hey, I'm going to freelance this project, and three weeks later has 16 employees working 15 different things because they've basically built their business from the ground up. And, um, you know, that's probably a little bit how you started Vox Optima um, and then built it up. Um, There's also people who freelance um, because they're against corporate structure. They don't want to be overseen by managers. They want to be able to pick their projects, um, be their own boss. And a lot of times uh, people, you know, want to be – own their own time. Uh, they maybe want to work, be able to work from anywhere or work for pick organizations they want to work for, pick their clients. And when you work for a business, that's not always the case. Um, one of the most interesting things I, I kind of discovered in doing some quick research here, um, and I think we have a bunch of these people uh, supporting us, is that we have, there's a whole group of semi-retired freelancers out there. And I know just working with Rachel and John, both of them are retired from the military they're retired from second jobs after the military, but they're, they still have a lot to offer, but they maybe don't want to work full time. They don't want to be committed. They want to be able to travel, um, do other things, be with their grandkids. Um, I know Rachel likes to work on her art projects, so they become sort of a, um, you know, a semi-retired freelancer, um, and they pick up projects here and there, or they have study projects. Um, so there's kind of a a whole across-the-board segment of people who freelance and why. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty the, interesting um, to the, take a look at. No, and that's uh, exactly how uh, we have found folks. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit uh, after the break about how uh, we came to work together. Uh, and I, I think a lot of it is uh, freelancers are, are born, not made. And so there is already a unique brand there. And it uh, has to do not just with your personality or your work, but also your networks and who you choose to associate with and who you want to collaborate with. Yep. And yeah, I think those, those choices, uh, those choices go a long way. I had to get a photo taken uh, last week and I started with um, a photographer I've known for several years, uh, worked with, she's sort of a neighbor out here in the East mountains and she wasn't available, so she said, well, you know this guy, try him. And she was unavailable, and he said, yeah, but we work with uh, Liz Lopez a lot, call her. And uh, I met Liz for the first time on referrals because these are the people she works with, who she collaborates with, and she did a phenomenal job. So Exactly. Um, I, I think sometimes your brand comes from uh, uh, the, um, uh, the company you keep. And, you know, uh, previous to you coming to Vox Optima, we had worked, uh, I'd encountered you at a couple different companies and 
always just really liked uh, your approach to business development. And so when uh, Tom Mason left us for a much larger company with whom I shared two last names, um, and it kind of broke my heart, (laughs) (laughs) I called you and said, hey, Emily, who's somebody just, I I need somebody exactly like you who wants to come uh, to Vox Optima. And you said, oh, that could be me. (laughs) And you you had a unique requirement. You wanted to get out of, yeah, and you wanted to get out of the um, uh, the nine to five thing, and that absolutely worked for what our size and what we're doing with business development. So, you made work work for you. We made uh, work work for you, and it's it's been a great exactly. relationship and some and some really good wins. And and that really came from the connection uh, that you and I had made just across conference room tables over the years. So, exactly. uh, when we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's talk, talk a little bit about that uh, after the break. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. If you want to talk about freelance, independent, uh, consultant, single-member LLC branding, uh, join the conversation at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. We'll be back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by guest host Emily Gerdick. And we're talking about uh, branding and setting yourself apart as a freelancer. Uh, and we had just talked about how uh, Emily uh, uh, and I came to be working together. It was very much um, a connection. And I think, Emily, you're very good at, at pumping your network. I mean, we come up with any um, any opportunity and we, we know a company and you know somebody there, you've worked with somebody there. Uh, is that and something you do consciously or does that come naturally? So it, that's interesting to me because so I, the business development environment for the, the companies we work with has changed a little bit. Um, when I first got into business development, it was mostly um, retired uh, 06s uh, who came with a network of people and it shifted. And that and an 06, let's let's make sure for our non-military Sorry. listeners, it's retired uh, <laughs> Navy captains or uh, Army, Air Force, and Marine Corps colonels. So senior officers getting out after 20 to 30 years. Okay, go on. And um, it has shifted to from this, okay, the BD guys need to be all, you know, they need to know the military. They need to have the contacts to more of a, hey, we need to hire these kind of mid-level folks who know how to kind of work the system. They have they have the contacts, but, you know, they're not super senior. Um, and I think, you know, part of that is, um, you know, um, shifting, shifting envi- the whole environment is shifting to a different way we award contracts, a different way the government award contracts, a different way proposals have to be written. Um, so our networks just kind of kept expanding. Um, and I worked for a large business for a long time, on the client side, but I'll be honest, I didn't really like it. Um, and when they, they came to me and they were like, we need help on proposals, I just kind of always raised my hand, um, not realizing mm-hmm. what I was getting into. Um, and um, that just kind of trickled down and I just kept working on it. I mean, my first proposal, I, I wrote 150 resumes for a large, a large you know, organization, but I met so many people at the company and higher up in the company working on that. Um, and then I, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to a smaller business because I personally like small businesses. You, you feel really invested and you really get to wear many different hats. Um, and I think that's where I first met you and Bob, if I remember correctly, um, sitting across the table. We were probably discussing, uh-huh. uh, you know, I think we were discussing supporting Crane, which <laughs> um, right. with, with their public affairs. Um, and I was like, this box company is great. And we just kind of kept in touch over, you know, jumping jobs. I, I went to a startup for a little bit, um, which was great. I mean, that was great experience. I really liked that team there. Um, the, one of the interesting things about the startup I worked for was, so many of the the business development employees uh, kind of worked everywhere. We were we had people in New York, we had people here in D.C., we had people in California. So it's a very collaborative um, organization. And when you're trying to team with people, like you said, it is best to rely on your network. And I feel like we've met so many people just from going to events, from knowing people. 
um, you know, that we see in RFP and we're like, you know, maybe we could team with so-and-so on this or maybe so-and-so would join this. And I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a much more collaborative effort now for teaming. People want, there's enough work to go around and people want to have teams where, you know, there's like a niche, you, you have your public affairs people actually doing public affairs, supporting writing, supporting speeches, um, you know, this type of stuff here. And then you have your engineers over here doing their work. So I, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot more networking um, and a lot more in, engaging uh, with people than I think it used to be. So, I, No, I, I, I would agree with that. And I think also the, uh, uh, the gig economy – uh, ties in really well uh, to only providing the work that's required, not uh, which is not necessarily a desk presence forty hours a week. Exactly. It's it's uh, it allows it allows companies to get the work they need and pay for only the work they need. And I think especially for smaller businesses. Um, small businesses can't afford a, you know, $250,000 a year BD person, like you said, sitting at a desk. If maybe they only bid on five or six things a year, or maybe they just bid on one small contract a month and, and that's it. Um, so they can outsource mm-hmm. that work to a freelancer or a team of freelancers um, to help them. And that is, that's, a, that's a very good point um, without having, you know, to take on that overhead cost. Absolutely, and I I think you also tend to see uh, more um, uh, more and more um, teams coming together. I mean, business teams coming together with independent uh, contractors. I've been in touch with a couple friends who uh, really have strong crisis communication backgrounds, and they operate as uh, uh, solo, uh, you know, one man shops or solo mm-hmm. enterprises. And that's something that uh, Vox Optima is looking to do is just put together a team of these folks. Let's all agree on our rates. Let's all agree on our roles. Let's all agree on our capabilities. And then let's go hunt for work together. Instead of waiting for the opportunity to be released, let's go let companies know that we've got this brain trust of independent consultants. And and what's nice is Vox Optima is at a size where we can handle the back office stuff and we've got you know enough overhead room that... Uh, we, we've got the proposal uh, uh, time. We've got the HR capability. We we can do the billing. We can get everybody paid, and um, yep. I'm seeing I'm seeing several major growth opportunities for Vox Optima simply by teaming with other solo practitioners. Yeah, and that's great. You know, from the solo practitioner side, it's it's good because not only do you have this bigger opportunity, you also get to build a network of more people and you know for freelancers sometimes you know I can't take on more work right now because I'm slammed or it's a project that I would maybe do if I wasn't real busy but it's not really in my swim lane but it's great to be able to have someone to say hey you know pass this off to so-and-so take a look at this um you know, and not have that back office capability uh you don't need it when you have a, a group you're working with um to support you there because those things once again are, are expensive having you know hr having account accounting accountants and 
you know, managers and, and ways you bill and all of this stuff, that, that costs a lot of money. And for solo practitioners, a lot of that is, is you know, costs they may not be able to absorb. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that does, of course, that does not have to imply that Vox Optima's got, you know, endless bottomless overhead, but we, we've got enough in our structure. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's going to be interesting as more and more workers opt into the gig economy, uh, what that will do for our structure, because right now, uh, uh, federal contracting doesn't really support freelancers real well. Um, they okay. want the rates. They want the... They want the rates without the heavy corporate load, but uh, it, it's hard for small businesses to get credit by uh, teaming with other solo practitioners under current laws exactly. um, because they count as subcontractors. Uh, 1090, a 1099 arrangement does not count as an employee of the company. It counts as a subcontractor, and that can be very damaging. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how... Uh, uh, our largest client decides to uh, embrace or not uh, the gig economy. Because I, th- I think they're going to have to, and I think they quietly are uh, without acknowledging it. No, I agree. I think uh, one of the interesting things about that is, as you said, is, you know, um, it, there's a there seems to be a big shift in the way we work. And I don't know if that's the millennials coming in and, and this massive group of people changing things, or if it's, you know, if it's just the way work is going. Um, and I, I think clients and are going to have to kind of follow that trend. Um, but it, it is a struggle when you have to, you know, do a certain percentage of the work and you can't count these people, even though, you know, a one-person shop is a small business. <laughs> um, so, and, uh, you know, that's that's going to change, um, and I think I think that's a positive thing because, um, like I said, there's it's just such a, a huge segment of the workforce that's shifting over to this type of work. Um, I don't think there's any other any other way to go um, but to change. Right, right, right. And this is exciting. Uh, we have a caller, Christine from Virginia. Hey, Christine. Good morning. Uh, what's on your mind? Good morning, Merritt and Emily. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just I wondered what advice you might have for people who maybe haven't considered this as a career option. Um, just some background, I know I had come off of um, active duty military service and had a job that conveyed into the civilian world but had never considered the opportunity of consulting or doing you know freelance work on my own, anything really other than working for someone else. And frankly, an opportunity fell into my lap that made me consider it in a hurry. Um, and I've been happy, you know, doing that ever since. But I'm, I'm just curious what, you know, there's, there's a lot of untapped potential in people who, you know, who I've talked to who are coming out of military service who struggle to find a job in their specialty or even, you know, military spouses or spouses of State Department personnel who have to move frequently, which, which causes them to be challenged by, you know, continually finding a a nine-to-five job. What advice do you have for people who maybe haven't considered this or, you know, um, don't understand how it could work for them? 
Oh, and, and we're coming up on break. Christine, if uh, you'll stay with us, I'll, I'll address this now and then we'll address this uh, more after the break. I think I would start with the Small Business Administration, your local office, or SCORE, which is uh, uh, retired entrepreneurs, retired executives who help build business plans and help uh, solo practitioners get started. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, capability out there. A lot of states have incubator uh, resources so that um, uh, solo practitioners can act, not just access um, uh, planning and um, uh, professional advice, but also microloans and capital, which can be important sometimes. Um, I think there, there are a lot of things. Uh, there are a lot of things out there, and I'd love to talk more with that uh, after the break. So, uh uh, please uh, stay with us on the Brand Ambassadors. Uh, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen with Emily Gerdick and Christine. We're talking about uh, breaking into uh, 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 freelancing from a government career. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You 
are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen with guest host Emily Gerdick. And uh, we're, we're talking about freelancers and the gig economy and being an independent consultant. And just before the break, uh, we got a call from Christina Virginia, who shared a little bit about her story transitioning from active duty military um, into the civilian workforce and then into an independent uh, solo gig. Um, and we talked about some resources, but uh, Emily, I know this has been a real focus for you. Why don't you um, address some of the things that you've encountered? Sure. So just a couple of interesting things. I know like we kind of, uh, you were looking for someone and I was looking for a change and it, we kind of meshed together well. Um, but I think there's a couple different things. Um, and I've just, just from meeting people around and talking to people, um, in addition to, you know, working with the SBA, um, a lot of, uh, small county governments and smaller uh, cities have extensive small business outreach events. Um, I know my county a couple weeks ago put on a great small business outreach event. We're trying to bring uh, more employers to the county um, to sort of keep some of our money here versus sending it into D.C. Uh, and there was a ton of people there. They wanted small business owners to come in and talk about the challenges they have and, you know, how to find people. And one of the things they have is you can register on their website to look at procurements. And they, they procure everything from writing services to facilities maintenance. Um, and they want small businesses. They want county businesses to support that. So that's one area I think where people can uh, sort of branch out because what you need is some past performance and some clients who can speak to you so you can maybe pick up the next gig. Um, and I also think, too, for us, I know uh, it's to extensively work your network. Um, I'm not sure if Christine's still on, but I think she said this her freelance work kind of fell into her lap. And um, sometimes a friend of yours is looking for something that they need or their business needs, and they may not know that you do it. Um, so it's always worth kind of pulsing your network to see what they have available. Um, and then it is, I, I think it's important as a freelancer to have, you know, one or two steady clients. They may not need you every day, but it kind of helps plan your day, plan your weeks, kind of plan your projects out and, and know where you are. So it's great to have like a steady contract or a steady, um, a steady client who's kind of always needing your work. Um, I know like we were talking about earlier was like, there's a lot of small businesses. Um, and in specifically in Virginia, there's a lot of nonprofits that need support. They can't hire full-time support, but they are looking for a lot of freelancers. Um, online, just kind of, I've stumbled across a lot of websites where freelancers can post work. I mean, one of them is Upwork. Um, you know, you can post up there, hey, I do this type of work. Um, you know, here's what I'm looking for. You can bid on projects. And, yes, that does take time, but, you you know, you, you get little projects here and there if you want them. You get a longer-term project if you want it. So I think it's a matter of, like, a little bit of getting out there and selling yourself and a little bit of engaging with, with the community. Um, 
and, and being involved. Um, we, we go to a lot of industry days. Um, I know that's partially for our company, but you'd be surprised who you meet at these industry days and people you run into um, that you worked with a long time ago who are like, oh, you know what? I need this. Can you help me with that? Um, so it's a lot of networking, um, but it's also, I think, a lot of just kind of being involved and being out there and paying attention to your surroundings. Um, And and I think specifically to Christine's question for transitioning military, um, I would also um, look uh, to uh, sometimes aligned with the SBA, sometimes not. There are veteran business development centers uh, that are that specifically exist to help uh, veterans start their own businesses um, uh, uh, with the uh, with the resources they need. And I would also uh, a very direct way if you're leaving the military. Uh, is to talk with a small business office at your base, with, uh, you know, uh, just after you retire or are discharged, and find out what they buy. You know, do I have skills that uh, will be bought by the base I just left? And if so, who buys them? Who are the large companies who have these contracts? Would they be looking for consultants? That's, I think, a great resource if. You know, people talk about revolving door from military to contractor, and that that may be uh, seem like a, a, a an obviously direct route, but I don't think many people think about doing that. And I I would definitely look at uh, your military based small business specialists uh, be, because I think they're also going to be very receptive to someone who's just leaving the field and leaving um, the facility uh, coming back uh, uh, to support the mission. I, th- I think small business offices would be re- uh, really, really open to that. So, Christine, thanks for the call. Uh, let, let's get back to branding uh, a little bit. How important, uh, Emily, because you know, besides, you know, uh, the, the Emily Gerdick Business Development um, uh, Maven Extraordinaire brand you have, you also have uh, another brand that you built uh, uh, for your uh, artistic outlet. Um, how did you come up with that? And was it a lot of gut-wrenching to come up with a brand? <laughs> I'm laughing, but um, yeah, so I um, I make sea glass jewelry. And um, fortunately, where I live, there's a pretty significant market for um, stuff like that. I live kind of close to the water. Uh, a lot of people down here in Southern Maryland, they, they love, you know, the, the whole beachy atmosphere they live in. So it, it sells pretty well. Um, but I had, obviously I had to brand that because there are a lot of people who make jewelry or who make art, um, in this area. And I like fish. I don't know why I always have. Um, I've just been a huge fan and, Um, I decided to name the jewelry company Pink Fish Sea Glass. I like pink. Um, And I really, I wanted a logo that was kind of representative of me and the jewelry. So I actually, um, since I'm not a graphic designer, I... um, I jumped on Fiverr, which is a website where you basically pay $5 for some sort of product. A lot of it is people working overseas, working overnight. Um, and in this case, I had an idea. I said, I want, I want, you know, this pink fish with black, you know, glasses, these fabulous big glasses, and I want her to be wearing strands and strands of jewelry. And that's kind of how I came up with the idea. It was merging you know, me with the pink and the glasses with the environment here where it's 
kind of a beachy, laid-back community in Southern Maryland, and then, you know, the jewelry. And it really came together well. And um, I was actually going to print myself a T-shirt for my next event. Um, but I have, I get a lot of comments on it because people say the logo and kind of the name and the, the font I use is all kind of fun and upbeat. Um, and I think, you know, that's a little interesting because one thing um, I know people talk about a lot is as a freelancer, like, do I go by Emily Gerdick LLC? Do I create a business name? I mean, how did you come up with the name Box Optima? Oh, that's <laughs> I had this this brilliant idea that we would call ourselves um, True North or uh, uh, North Star uh, Communications because, of course, you can always steer right by that and. You know, it's navy, it's navigation, it's it's all that good stuff. We could have a compass rose um, logo, be perfect. And then I went online and discovered that you know there were seventeen firms all already called that doing communications <laughs> with that name. So, um, right, right. And my husband is very much a deadline type of guy, and he had a lot of time. He's a lawyer to set up my LLC. And uh, I, I'm dithering and navel gazing and gut wrenching over a name. He hands me his Latin dictionary from high school and says, "Find something." <laughs> so, um, yes, th- thus a brand is born. And I, I really liked, but I liked Vox so much because it's such a strong uh, uh, verbally, and when you hear it, it's very strong. It's strong visually because uh, it's short. The V, the X. I notice a number of um, other firms who've picked up on Vox um, uh, and like that. And uh, then Optimo is just simply best. And I think that is what we do in strategic communications is we help organizations, individuals, executives find their best voice and become the best storyteller. Yes. And I think, you know, that is a part of your brand. When we say we work for Vox, Um, especially in the Navy, our name is well-known. They know us. Um, And that's one of the things I think for freelancing um, is tough. I I personally would, um, I I just use my name for like tax purposes, but I would really like to come up with some sort of business name, you know, maybe not Pinkfish Seaglass, but something else. And I think it's, it's good to be able to brand yourself in that way because, you know, if you're a freelancer now, you never know. In five years, you may have 15 employees, um, and it would be good to have a name that stands out. So um, that is one thing I think it's important to brand yourself with a name and, you know, think long term. I have a, a friend of mine who started a small logistics firm, and she used Kingdom Concepts. Um, and she uses Kingdom Concepts Consulting, um, KCC. Uh, the color scheme is purple and gold, which I, I love. Um, but she uses that because it's, it ties back to three other things she does in terms of volunteering. So it really does reflect on her um, as well as it kind of ties together her whole personal brand um, because she does a lot with her church and then with kids and with other organizations. So it's it's building your freelance brand off your personal brand. Um, and she uses the logos and everything on everything. Um, I have another friend who runs a coaching business, like a fashion consulting, um, and she has a logo that's her name in these vivid colors 
that all tie back to her website. So everything is tied together. So it really is creating a brand. Even though it's just you, you're creating a brand that's going to stay in people's minds. Um, whenever I think of, you know, bright, sunny colors, I think of her logo um, because it's almost like a rainbow stripe of really pretty corals and, so and yellows. So it's all tied together. So that's um, uh, uh, that's awesome. We've uh, come up on our break time again. Um, we're going to have successful individual brands that have started to start startups and uh, gone fairly large and some brands we've been involved in. But uh, do feel free to join the conversation. Um, give us a call or send an email. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today 
please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for listening to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by guest host Emily Gerdick, and we've been talking freelance, gig economy, personal branding. And I have to say, it's uh, Emily, it's some of uh, our smallest work dollar-wise, uh, as, as it should be, but I think the startup and one-man shop branding uh, work we've done is some of the most satisfying we do at Vox Optima, and certainly we can help we can help folks like this in a very cost-effective way. Um, yes, I agree. It, it, and, and a lot of it is just, it's a good conversation. Um, dear, dear friends of mine, uh, uh, Lisa and Noah Lusk started a cybersecurity firm about 10 years ago. And um, I met with Noah. We were uh, staying at the embassy. We were both in D.C. because he's there in uh, South Carolina. I'm in New Mexico. We're staying at the Embassy Suites. Um, he got a beer. I got a drink. And we talked through what was really important to him and his personality and the brand. And I think we came up uh, with a really strong brand for him. He's um, uh, a tribe member of uh, the Chippewa tribe. And uh, that heritage is very important to him. And so we, we simply, you know, got, on, got online and looked through a Chippewa dictionary. And we found... Um, a word and a pictogram that meant advance, forward motion, for forward momentum, and it's ishp i s p i s i s h i s h p i. And the nice thing about that, it's five letters uh, uh, with an i on either end. Just graphically, it went really well, and the pictogram moved exactly, with it yeah. really well. And I, th- yeah, and I think they've you know. They've changed their taglines and they've grown tremendously. But the, wh- what I love is when it was uh, Noah's startup, the brand really worked. And because they delivered and uh, delivered on their value proposition and uh, developed client loyalty, they've grown tremendously. Uh, they're a wildly successful firm. I, uh, uh, Noah's been able to kind of semi-retire and Lisa and uh, take on other uh, philanthropic projects, real uh, a real asset to the Charleston, uh, South Carolina uh, community, and that brand still endures. And it started with a it started with a personality, but became really, I think, a watchword for excellent service. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a, a a previous company I worked for. The brand the brand was started. The owner uh, named the company after the street he lived on. Um, and I think at the time it was something easy, but fortunately it it stuck. And the name of the street, um, it, it's funny. It's it's actually an Avengers character as well. Um, but it kind of c- comes across as you know a very strong, powerful brand with with a lot of backing and strength behind it. And for what they do, that's perfect. Um, so I, I always find it interesting where people you know come up with the names of their companies and and how they get. Um, how they get to where they they started, um, and you, like I said, you may start with just hey, I'm just going to give it my name, and then you know you look at your heritage or things you like or the street you live on, um, and uh, name your company, uh, which is great. 
And, and eponymous company names are great, too, especially uh, a couple years ago, we worked with a um, retiring three-star admiral. He's very well-known um, in uh, both his field and in uh, the military. And there's no reason to call it anything but um, his name consulting uh, because yep. that was going to get, yeah. And so what we really worked on, uh, we steered him, I think, I think maybe to cyber. Um, we, we steered him to a um, crowdsourcing uh, uh, website for his logo so that he could get it um, uh, all of his uh, elements in a, in a uh, tight package very inexpensively. We set him up in mm-hmm. G Suite, uh, uh, so uh, with email, the domain, all that. Got a basic uh, uh, a, a website going and a social media presence. And from there, he was he was good to go, and I think yep. it was a very a very quick, a very uh, cost effective uh, way to get started. And so it, it's uh, th- things like that are satisfying. I, I, and what I want to emphasize with the story, that, you know, whether it's uh, Vox Optima or Ishby or Pinkfish, um, a brand you don't need six months of research and navel gazing to come up with a good brand. No, you don't know. Absolutely. Uh, you can even think of it in, in a couple minutes. <laughs> and it may be sitting right in front of you or right on the tip of your tongue, and you just need to get it out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and sometimes it's just um, also you know, meeting someone um, who, is, um, who, who you like and who you have uh, good conversations with, have a conversation about it. I mean, that's really how Ishby came to be, uh, was uh, Noah Lusk and uh, me having a conversation. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, you know... And, uh, you know, 10 years later, it was... Yeah. So branding uh, shouldn't be daunting. It should be kind of natural. Yeah. Yeah, it should be something that kind of just flows out. It's something you think about. Um, And I agree. I think sometimes talking to people who like us who do branding or people who are in the industry Mm -hmm. you like, um, you want something that stands out, but you don't Mm want to be... You know, depending on your industry, um, you know, you don't want to be exactly like the guy next to you. Um, I mean, think of the icons and the logos we know for Facebook or Google. You know, these are well-known topics. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can almost look at a a logo of someone and be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so's. But, yeah, I definitely think talking to people Mm -hmm. and um, even just asking, asking your friends, hey, what do you think? Um, asking your coworkers, you know, what do you think? I was going to do this for my my uh, my company. What do you think about this? And um, uh, you know, it's uh, it works and it's it's easy. And I agree. For us, it's yeah, and, so and much fun and to do this. We love. Yeah, we love to talk branding. Um, if if you're looking for, um, you know, just a phone call or um, uh, a hangout or a Skype and want to talk about your brand, drop us a line at brand.ambassadors at com. We'd be happy to learn more about you and your business and uh, uh, what, what you can do with it. This has been such a fun show, and I just want to add – uh, Emily, for her birthday, got an aquarium, which she was super excited about. And I don't know where she found them, but she actually stocked it with pink fish. <laughs> uh, that was so cute. That aqu- <laughs> Thank you. I, I love my aquarium. Um, it is 
if someone would have told me how difficult it is to care for fish, um, I, I have never been so surprised. I spent, you know, 45 minutes at the pet store last night because my water is still cloudy. So, yes, I love my pink fish. Um, I do like them a lot. <laughs> so my brand is everywhere. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for listening. Gary Potterfield will be uh, back next week. Uh, make sure you tune in to the Brand Ambassadors on Voice America. For Emily Gerdick, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.